from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Eric Atanasias. My name is Jeff Stormer. And this is the greatest podcast ever made. All my fantasy children created by the two greatest podcasters of all time. That's goddamn right it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. spirit, Jeff. Me. Each week, we take a motherfucking listener prompt. Damn and we right spin we it do. Into, yeah, we spin it into an original fantasy character. We roll some tables. Yeah. We tell some stories. Boom. We ask some leading questions. We then provide <laughs> compelling answers to those questions. We create a world. We create a mythology. We're out oh. here doing we're out here doing it all. We do every single piece of it every single week. Yep. Never take a week off. Ever. We've never taken a week off in three years. That's why we have one, two, th- wait a minute. Jeff, have we taken weeks off? We took a week off like a week ago. Oh no, we're not the no, we're still the greatest podcast of all time. Of course we but are. Jeff, that's you know hilarious. Because we're aware that sometimes you're allowed to take a week off because we prioritize ourselves over content. That makes us the greatest of all time. Yep, you're right. Self-care. Self-care, motherfucker. Watch out for yourself. Stay healthy, kids. Out here, um, out here prioritizing my long-term happiness and creative fulfillment. Goddamn right. Yeah. Talking about wizards and shit if we feel like it. Um, but it's true. Every week we ask a bunch yeah. of leading questions and take a listener prompt and create a character. It's a wonderful show. <laughs> what is getting you excited this week, Jeff? Oh, gosh. What is getting me excited this week? Have I talked about Midnight Diner Tokyo stories on the show uh, before? No, but I've watched finally episode one of that. It's fucking charming. Oh, my God. I love that show. It's very good. Uh, so I've been watching a lot. We watched. We just finished season... It's technically it's like season eight or season six, yeah. as I've learned, but it's the second season that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Final Fantasy six slash three scenario where like we just kind of didn't have any other options. Yeah. Uh, so we watched both of the seasons that are available on Netflix. Uh, it is a lovely, wonderful show. It I've is. been living and dying for it. The premise of the show, for those listening at home, it is set in uh, it is set in, I believe, Shinkiba, but definitely Tokyo. And it is a midnight diner, a diner that is open from uh, midnight to 7 a.m. every night. There are only four items on the menu, a pork miso, and I think it's like three other small dishes. Yeah. But the idea, the the, the master, the man that owns it with a mysterious scar, uh, <laughs> the master will make you anything that you ask for if he has the ingredients in the back. Yep. So, like, you come in, you're like, I would like a rolled omelet, please. And if he's got eggs in the back, he'll roll you up an omelet. If you're like, I'd like fried udon, if he's got udon in the back, he can fry you up some udon. And the idea is every episode is tied to a specific dish, which is then also tied to a specific person's, like, story. And it's these little tiny stories that unfold around this food and the people that come into this little bar. It's like a very... It's some of the stories are very sad, some of them are very beautiful, some of them are very funny, some of them are very tense and, and, and a little scary, but like 
it just ha- it's this beautiful little slice of life drama that like fills me with joy. Yeah, it's like a it's a people watcher show. It's like about people yeah. watching and like when you really think like everybody has a unique story to them when as you come into a diner. It's like if you like those kind of shows, definitely check out what is it Midnight Diner? Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. Yeah, it's very good. It's it's fantastic. I've been living and dying for it. It's it's wonderful. Aaron, what have you? What's been hyping you up this week? What's hyping me up this week is uh, two things. So today, I finally recorded my animation voiceover demo. So I did nine voices in a minute and a half, and uh, I should get that back in a few weeks. And I get to put it online. Yeah, I get to I get to try to be an anime. And All also, right. uh, my mom is here. Say hi, mom. That's my mom. She's ah! here. She's on the couch. <laughs> Jeff is screaming. <laughs> um, yeah, hi, she's been. Aaron's mom. <laughs> she's a hi, Aaron's mom. Um, yeah, she's been here. Uh, she was here last night. We hung out the day before. And she's probably she might stay again tomorrow. And we've just been hanging out, doing New York shit. We ate some ramen last night. We've just oh. been hanging, and like she's been seeing what like a day in the life is. Like right now, I have to record the show, so like we had to pause TV, and now we're like, we're hanging. It's been fun. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get ramen. I've been thinking about it in the last couple days. Like, I'm just, I'm in the, I'm in the mood for ramen specifically. Go tear it up. Fuck. And I had some pho today. Oh my God. It's been a very good food day today. Oh, I love, I live for good food days. Oh, they're so good. Um, everybody go eat something delicious today. It doesn't have to be expensive. Just go eat, say, I have this dish that I want and just go get it. Fuck. It's so worth it. Cause when you eat it. It just you just feel so accomplished and warm and cozy. It's but yeah, true. that's get me hyped up. I'm gonna be want to be an anime, and I'm getting fed right, hanging out with mom. All right, I love it. I'm loving it. I'm 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 here for it. And prompt this week. Let's get down to business get to defeat it. the Huns. Let's get into it. Um, prompt this week comes from our prompt submission form on uh, our website, allmyfantasychildren.com, and the prompt submitter is not Drifter. By the way, if you think like we don't read your old prompts, this is from May 2018. Uh, character prompt, Commander Stonegraph of the Royal Gears. All right. All right. I'm into it. I'm, I'm feeling v- it. I'm very into it. I I get an initial image of something that's in fantasy. I've only seen them in the game Dishonored, but I know they're in, I think, Pathfinder based on my Google image search. Yeah. It's, I think, of Clockwork Soldiers. Okay. That Commander Stonegraph is either a Clockwork sto- Soldier or, the, like, what are the Royal Gears is of course my first question to you. Sure, sure, sure. I'm definitely thinking clock uh Stonegraph and the Royal Gears are all clockwork soldiers. That yes. feels right to me. It gives me this it, it evokes this image in my head of some kind of city or like just like a citadel of like if you were to open it up it would be like gears like the inside of a clock. So, sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything in this city or this one mansion is clockwork, like a clockwork mansion. And then Commander yeah. Stonegraph of the Royal Gears is the leader of the clockwork soldiers. Maybe. Let me give me the give me the give me the prompt again. Commander Stonegraph of the Royal Gears. <sighs> it's a tough one. No. It's um that's not why I'm sighing is because I you know sometimes you get like a really specific visual yeah and like you know you gotta go after it but you kind of wish that you didn't have to is it like it's a magician or a ramen no, shop no <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish it was no so please. so no so here are the following I mean I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go for it and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run with this 
Because, like, I had an idea that I think, no, like, I initially, my initial reaction was, like, I can't believe that my brain took me here again. Yeah. But, like, I think this is honestly a very fun idea that would, that would explore something, like, revisit some ideas that we've played with in the past, but also let us kind of, like, check in with some things and explore some cool stuff. I think there's some neat stuff that I want to play with here. Hit me. Major Stonegraph of the, the Royal Gears. Excuse me, Commander Stonegraph. Commander Stonegraph of the Royal Gears does not, the more I say it, the more that doesn't sound like an actual military unit to me. That is correct. The more I say it, do you know what that sounds like to me? Uh, Like a cartoon character? Some sort of really cool, like, punk band shtick. Okay. I do want to stick with clockwork, though. Okay. And I specifically want to revisit the Island of Ironworks. Oh, the idea of a a punk band or a cool band or maybe like a like a hard rock outfit coming out of Ironworks is cool to me. I like this. So Commander Stonegraph of the Royal, the Royal Gears would be like the band or the genre of music. Yeah, the Royal Gears is like the the band that Commander Stonegraph is the lead singer or the, the the lead performer of. Oh, I love that. Okay, so we're going to find out who Commander Stonegraph is, but we do know that the Royal Gears are like a punky rock band. Yeah, like what are you, what can, thinking, here, I'm going to throw this to you. Yeah. When, thinking about this in musical terms, let's play with music a little bit. Okay. What do you hear when you think of a band name called the Royal Gears? I immediately think of like British punk. Um, okay, that's kind of where of I was Royal at as well. Gears. Yeah, yeah, just because of the like Royal Gears, like it immediately makes me think of like you know some basement club in like London pub, like a London club basement, like spikes yeah. and leather. I'm thinking kind of of like spikes and leather robots now, like you know yeah. the um. You know Robot Bar in Japan? No, the robot I bar? don't. So Robot Bar is a bar show in uh, Tokyo in um, Shinjuku City or Kabuki Cho where it's – you see – it's like touristastic but like you can't miss it. I did. But sure. You sit and it's like you, there's a stage in front of you and everybody sits around it and like robots and people in suits come out. It's fucking like an LSD trip of a show. It's it's a lot. It's visually it's it's a whole thing. But that's the kind of aesthetic I get, where it's like yeah. ro- punk robots who are like like guar robots, you know, rebellious. It, it evokes an image of like rebellious robots or like fuck you okay, robots. Cool. Because cool, if because that's the same visual that I get. Yeah, because if you think of Ironworks and these robots who are all like living people, there would even if there's a punk robot, they're kind of lifting their middle metal finger to whatever they find to be is like. You know, fuck your social norms, fuck the norms, you know, let's tear, let's stir shit up and stuff like punk spirit type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting as well. Okay. Now, do they live in Ironworks? Do they live I on think, the island of robots? I think so. I, 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 I think that's where I want to go with this story. That's where I want to visit. I want to I wanna take a stroll to Ironworks this week. Okay, so hold on one second. Because if we're doing punk music, that means... um that they are rebellious in nature. What are they rebelling against? What does punk robot music, like, stay away? Because that would be a good starting point. Because if, yeah, if punk music right. exists, That's... that means they are, you know, um, 
Yeah, because I'm reading their I'm reading Wikipedia and it says punk rock bands rejected perceived excesses yeah. of mainstream and, 70s rock. And we've played with that on the show before, right? When we did Ravenspire, we specifically said that if there's a punk aesthetic, it's got to be in rebellion to a status quo. That is correct. So like, yeah, I, it's got to be somehow tied to that idea of like this this is something that we are fighting or like a, like going against. What could that be in an island of robots? Let's talk. So, so talk to me. A bit. Let me ask you this. Let me throw it mm-hmm. to you this way, and then we'll kind of get there. Because I think like we're playing with a lot of heady stuff. Let's kind of let's take it one like real yeah, from yeah. real from the top, and kind of just like see where we go with it. Okay. What is the status quo like in the city of in the island of of Ironworks? So, what I always get from the speaker episodes. Uh, and the oh god the 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 first robot which is speaker speaker is the only speaker speaker and i think they're both speaker episodes yeah so speaker is like the lord of the robots basically like you know started making them and made them more human and you know they they have sadness and loneliness basically sure so loneliness is normal like the grind is what they feel because they're work bots like they work so i think it's that kind of feel where it's like you know what we're experiencing right now. <laughs> that immediately that immediately tells me what like the rebellion is. And it's maybe not like exactly like British punk. Yeah. Cause what that kind of points me towards is like party rock. <laughs> party rock is in the house tonight. Please describe what party rock. What, what I mean what, by what, that is like we've let, said before that loose. like the like yeah the idea of like ironworks is a place where you are made to make something right where you are chasing this feeling of like i have to create something yeah it gives me it evokes this image of like factory like you right. clock in in every day working like these long hours like a springsteen song and like you get home and your robot limbs are fucking aching and We'd said there was this sadness of, like, chasing a purpose, right? Of, like, feeling like I have to do something great. I have to make something great. To me, that's the idea that a punk scene would rebel against is this idea of, like, what if it's nothing? What if what we're doing is just – what if our – what if what we want – what if the dream – is to just fucking thrash and party and mosh with our friends. Be and, happy and, like, be yeah. pursue what you want. Like, the idea of leisure time, you know, historically in the United States and stuff, at least, um, it's be- it comes from you have time because you're not working. And that's yeah. exactly what, like, these robots would be, like, rebelling against. Is like, y'all, we work literally all fucking day. So, like, it's just, like, what if it's... And it's the idea of, like, the other half of it to me, the idea of, like... You're chasing something forever, right? Like, that feeling of, like, I have to keep chasing this. I don't know if I'll ever get there. Yeah. What if the punk scene is built around, like, the robot, the robo-punk scene, right? Yes. Uh, robo, robo-rash. Of course. Robo-rash is built on, fuck it. Like, what matters is one perfect moment of, like, ecstasy and bliss Everything after that, you know, this is we are going to we are going to light up and light up and tear down the world for this one perfect, beautiful, serene moment. Nothing else matters. Right. Like it's the when we step on stage, we we tear everything down. We leave nothing. We leave nothing left unsaid or unfelt. And then like, that's it. Like that's then we've you know what happens tomorrow. Let tomorrow bring what it will. I like this. 
especially because it's in uh it's an idea of music being made because there's an idea of expression and like yeah. collaboration and stuff like that so it, it it's not only like we're not working it's like but we're gonna do things creatively we're gonna express ourselves and things like that in order yeah. to get our point across and when you say like oh you leave nothing unsaid and you set up it makes me think that um commander stonegraph and the royal guard the, the royal, royal gears. gears and the royal gears are uh creating a music festival type thing even if it's right. at one show or yeah. a festival or they're bringing something to works like you know they're starting a i don't know like a little patch where it's like we don't work here we, right. we just fucking shred all day if you want to cook you do you where you actually can p- pursue what you want if that means fucking do it because i don't know the conflict here is this is so hard by the way this is a this hard is a one. tough one this is a tough one but I'm, I'm this is a tough one but i'm really loving like what we've made so far so i yeah. feel like this is this is already paying off in a big way because we have these robots that are constantly pursuing a dream like we are like pursuing a want and a need like i want to be you know a you know, I bake. I'm a baker. I want to be the best baker I can. Blah, 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 blah. Grind, grind, grind. Grind your robot life away and you experience loneliness and blah, 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 blah. Real life shit. Someone who opposes that would say, don't work so hard, I guess, or take time. Is it self-care banned? Yeah, I think it is. I think I think that's like a part. I think that's a part of the philosophy. And I think a part of it is like this idea of like, you know, you spend your life chasing after something. What does it really, what does it all add up to when you could spend instead one perfect moment, like tearing it all down? You know what I mean? Because for a question I have for you is we are thinking along the lines of aesthetic of punk of like, yeah. you know, rough and aggressive and loud and like, fuck you type, you know, the London, United States, right. Australia scene. But what if, and this is, this is my big pitch to you. Yep. If, leisure time and work in and they want you to the idea of um what's this called not steampunk you said it before robo rash robo rash is working less and kind of taking care of yourself so that you don't burn out like literally like your i don't know what powers these things magic like a core so that you don't like burn out yeah is self-care is it (laughs) is the aesthetic very relaxing and the music is very chill I can I throw you a like uh, I love that I, I love everything about that like we would hear it and be like is this a lullaby <laughs> I want to throw you I want to throw you uh something else on that because yes. like I love where you're at mm-hmm. it's very gentle what if it's power pop <laughs> wait like what's power pop what if it's Carly Rae is what I'm saying oh what if it's I'm like, very about it positive uplifting uh, what if it is you know the the, the seminal Carly Rae 2015 album Emotion like that vibe of like we're just living, we're just living. You're feeling it. It's happy. It's bubbly. It's oh okay. It's fun. It's explosive. See, I can get down with this. I I support this idea that these robots are like we work so hard. We deserve something, anything. And if you take anger out of the equation, because it's not an anger. Like the punk, this punk scene is more about like y'all. We need to take a step back because we're getting sad and we're robots. You know what I mean? I don't know if they. Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? It's it's the idea of we're working very hard, but we're going after our dreams. The idea from like if this were like a punk in our world standard, it would be and fuck the man. 
But if you take the man out of the equation, like in our world, there is no man like putting them down. It's just kind of like a cultural thing that you grind, grind, grind. So if you took that out, it would be someone waking up and being like, hello, why don't we just relax and play some music and feel good and like tell each other we're doing a great job. It's Andrew WK. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's like a punk. Like, uh, you've probably seen pictures of him. Who hits himself with a brick? It does. Is uh, maybe at one point I think he probably died. These yes, I probably ah uh, yes, that's the yes, that's him. Yes, his this, whole thing is like punkish, like rock music that is all about like you know feeling good and being excited and partying as a sort of philosophy on the world. It's this idea of like you know you do what makes you happy. You don't do what you have to do. You oh, you you 100%. live for this moment. It's this i and I think it's this idea of like being. But I love the idea that it is like bright sunny synth pop of like look we're feeling good. We we can celebrate this and be joyful. And because I, I think that's very cool and punkish in a way that like is like plays nicely off of everything we've built off of the world of ironworks i really like this uh, this andrew wk feel of like very it's very positive yeah to the point where if someone from our world would hear it they'd be like i think i'm getting a cavity this is so fucking sugary sweet yeah Yeah. it isn't (laughs) so okay now that that's out of the way now that we've established what this is you know where it's like you can do anything like it's (laughs) But it's really like pop, like you're having a party. Yeah. Like, you know, all that matters is this club tonight, that kind of stuff. And like, all we need is this one night is in like almost every song. It's very positive and fun. Yeah. Let's talk about Commander Stonegraph. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me roll for their pronouns real quick. Yep. Let me roll my dog D6. Because unfortunately, I can't find my animal ones right now. Oh, no. It's okay. It's creating drama for the listeners at home. It is. It uh, is. Two, Golden Retriever. So he, Commander Stonegraph of the Royal Gears, he is a, is he a robot or is he, is he actually a clockwork person? I think he's a clockwork person. I think clockwork person is good. Okay. So he's made out of a grandfather clock because he's obvious because they're kind of like funny bots. Well, they are essentially funny bots that were like made by speaker. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So it's grandfather clock with a megaphone attached to the top. And Commander Stonegraph, like, do you want to find out who they were? Like, what their life is? Like, what? Okay, what drove them to making this music? What pushed them into the punk scene? Was it the grind? I think it. I think it was. What was his job? Like, what was his dream? <sighs> I know so, that's a lot to put on you. I don't mean to dump that question on you. Like, what was his dream? Tell me right now, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you fucking tell me. Can what you his tell dr- me? Can you finish the episode? Basically, tell me what his dream was because <sighs> it, because the idea of the whole thing is that like if he's rebelling, that means he either experienced it or watched someone ex- go through it and was like, I don't want anybody else to do what my friend did or my loved one did. I I like so throwing something out there. Yeah. So there's a few things that I want to, like, float. Yeah. Thinking about the... I want to think about, like, the phrase Commander Stonegraph and the Royal Gears. Yeah. Because we had said on the last speaker episode, we kind of ended it on this note of, like, there was a bridge between Ironworks and the rest of fantasy, and people were starting to, like, venture out from the island. Yes. Commander doesn't necessarily mean, like, a, a military rank per se. No. It could mean a, like, um, it could mean, like, a ship's vet, like, a ship crew. 
Okay, so they travel by boat, spreading the good feels, or is that like so, just his aesthetic? I think that was I think that was the the job that Commander Stonegraph had that that he burnt out on. I was like ferry captain. Yeah, or like explore, or like uh, yeah, like a ship's captain of some kind, or like a commander of a fleet of ships that were off like sailing the si- the, the the many seas of fantasy. Because of course they would have their own. I don't know, lack of a better term, like explorative navy, like nonviolent navy, which is like explorer like vessels, like yeah, like trading vessels, right? Yeah. Like people, like people going out and like making contact with the world, right? Yes. Yeah, of course they. I think he kind of burned out on that, and he was like, "I don't want to." Uh, it, you said before, like you burn out, right? Yes, like, burnout is a thing. So what if this was just like he had a job, a journey, a quest, right? Maybe his quest was I have to I have to personally on my vessel oversee every inch of fan you know, one of these like very all my fantasy children esque quests that we give characters sort of willy nilly. Yeah. And I say that with nothing but love. No, I know, I understand completely. <laughs> I like the idea that he has to uh his original Commander Stonegraphs when he was not Commander Stonegraph, when he was just uh clocky Stonegraph. Yep. Clocky, when the this big grandfather Chimes, clock was Chimes Stonegraph, sure. Chimes Stonegraph was out and about. Like his goal, his dream that every robot has. Because every I I like to I know we're 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 being subtle, but like the robots are essentially us. You know what I mean? In this case, where mm-hmm. it's like they have this goal and they give everything up for it. But it's like the it's as if okay. So this isn't a tangent, but it's the idea that like their goal is in the distance, right? And when, you know, everybody encourages people in our world to, like, go after their dreams, but make sure that you experience life along the way and make pit stops on the way to your dreams. Yeah. The, the people of works, these robots just go, like, you know, head first, and they do not stop. There is no life outside of work. It's just grind, grind, grind. There is no self-care. There is no nothing. There's no stopping. So imagine a grandfather clock. Imagine Chimes. His goal was to literally like make a connection physical and like uh like a trading connection with every single merchant in fantasy like every port he would have like a a contract with and they would trade stuff with every port in fantasy that was his dream is to be like the best and then he physically burns out or just like fuck this um you know hmm. what happens to make what pushes him to this There, there has to be an event yeah. Like, you know, something had to have happened that he was like, I can't do this anymore, you know? And it's like, this fucking sucks. We need to take care of ourselves. Did his crew burn out? What if it's somewhere in the middle of, like, physical and, ment- and emotional burnout where it is like his ship just crumbles, right? Like, one of his, like, his, one of his vessels, his flagship, just, like, has been run too rough and, like, was pushed too hard and just crumbles into the water. I have I have a really good pitch for that. That's right. a really great one. We've said in the past that in fantasy, if you want to have a boat, you need to have a bard playing music constantly to keep the sea monsters at bay. Yeah, his bard uh, burnt out, like physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. It was like we, I've been playing, Captain. You're pushing us so hard. Like you're pushing all of us to like our physical and mental. Like we were down for this mission. Like we are all on board with this. Quite like we're all doing this for our own personal reasons, and they all coincide with your dreams and our dreams. But I can't play anymore. Like, you know, he's playing the what? What instrument? Just for fun. Uh, xylophone. <laughs> this bard is on the... 
Oh, oh, so my xylophone suggestion's not good enough. No, for I was you? giving the bard pronouns. So they oh. are playing the <laughs> they are playing the xylophone on the sh- on the mat on the front of the ship. I, ding, I, ding, 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 ding. I didn't for a second doubt that you had somehow found like musical instrument dice, and you were just gonna be like, <laughs> you were just gonna be like. Oh, it's the oboe, and I was gonna be like, "All right, no, that's that's what the dice says." I can't argue that. Gotta gotta go with what the someone dice is, says. Someone please, someone please, either make or find musical instrument dice and send them to us, and we will use them on the show. I am upset. I have monster. Mo- I have monster dice. Let me roll them real quick, just for fun, just to see. I got it's a dragon. Anyway, oh, so shit. all right, so here's the perfect thing. Um, so the bard is burnt out. And he's like, Captain, I can't play the ding dong ding dong ding dong ding. You know, the xylophone is the little nubs that you. You, you play yep. the xylophone with worn down nothing they're just sticks their arms are given out they're just like as worn. a dragon crests over yes. the horizon as a sea dragon like rises and he's and chimes is like quick and like the ship is destroyed yep the ship is just ravaged you know by the sea monster and it was a valuable lesson that like you know chimes was also pushing people too hard and i think chimes has to ha- chimes has that on his hands forever yeah and so why why pick music is it to honor the bar it, that it, lost it their absolutely life? it's to honor their memory yeah because they they pushed them to the limit and it like i think all of those robots are like gone they sunk the only person who made it out was chimes and that's sad and that's okay that's a sad story or they're lost at sea how about now, that <laughs> what if they like? I I almost want to say like, what if they're not? And what if like that's the what band? if they are the royal gears? Right? Okay, it's okay. I Actually, can I throw you out? No, no, I'm not gonna throw out. A, I was gonna throw out a wild suggestion, and I'm not gonna. I have to know what it is now. You can't keep me in suspense. We oh, won't even use, we say, have to use it. Back. I was gonna say the original chimes. Uh, the original uh, chimes died, and and this new chimes took his place. <laughs> Like, like you know, like Mad Men, but like I don't, I, I don't think that's where I want to go. It would I be think perfect I, because I've never seen an episode of Mad Men. <laughs> I haven't either, but I, <laughs> but I know that that's a thing that happens. So, so Chimes and his crew wash up on the shores of doesn't have to be works. Yeah, they just wash up on like an island, some unnamed island, an unnamed island, and they have to what they. They do they just come to a realization? What, where if he, it, I, what if it is works and they just have to like come home? Yeah, I, I'm down with that. They wash up on works, right? And they come to the realization that like, well, I mean, he of course apologizes, like, sorry, Bard, like, sorry, um, Ivory Tickles. You know, I've been you were tickling tickling those. I that's playing the piano, but it's their name is still Ivory Tickles. Sure, yeah. Like and what? Like what makes them call start a band? Ad, Admiral, I, I. Well, is Admiral higher? Admiral's higher than command. It doesn't matter. They don't. Doesn't know. matter. They, they don't know. They're all stage names. They're, they're all stage, all stage names. names. And so they get back to works, and I think it's just the perspective change of seeing everybody oh, yeah. doing these things and living this life. They're like, y'all, this ain't it. We are burning ourselves. We're burning the candle at both ends. You know, we don't have to do this, especially after seeing the entire what like we have that that mo- that motif a lot, that theme a lot, where it's like once you experience how other cultures do things, you would take a look at your own and be like, maybe some of this isn't it. You know, maybe we're not and, doing everything right. And there's the and I think the other part of it is like tying back in because I think what I really like about when you had mentioned the possibility that like everyone on on the crew had died right yeah <laughs> what I like about that is that there's a visceral loss of like everything that was before that yeah where it's like Can being you... reborn is commander uh commander chimes what was the name commander, commander stone, stone Graf. Graf. 
Yeah, like being you're kind of reborn as Commander Stonegraf and like the 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 guard, the royal guard, the royal gears. <laughs> I can't get it right. So they're on this island. Yeah, they 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 come back to works, right? Yes, and they they have burned out. I think that like what I was saying before was like there's this visceral sense of loss, and I think what that is is what I think what I think I want to propose that as is that Stonegraf just has to leave behind like. What we've established at this point is a pretty sprawling, like, enterprise. Yes, absolutely. And just, like, walks away from that in that way of, like, in that kind of reinventive way that you hear about artists sometimes where they're like, I had this life, I had this job, I had this career, and I just, I couldn't, I woke up one day and I couldn't. I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm. And I also think it's fun because we're talking about robots and we're talking about this like robot culture about working, working, working. And there is a fun element of like rebooting and like rebirth and re kind of not reprogramming because that implies like some kind of forced thing, but kind of like a reboot and a rewired. Like Mm -hmm. it would kind of be like a realization, but it since it's robots, it's like there's like a transformation that happens where like you are quite possibly not Chime Stonegraph anymore. You are the commander and like this is your band. Like they they go out to sea and come back different. They come back as different people because they have a different viewpoint. They have a different worldview and a different goal. Like, you know, their goal was to seal the trade routes. And now it's like, I want to make sure that maybe quite possibly burnout is the term for like when you you push too hard and your objective changes as a robot, as a, mm-hmm. as a resident of works. Re- Rewired is the name of their first album. Oh, fuck yeah. Where like they quite they 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 burn out physically and mentally and like it's it's like imagining like a flame go out and then if you're lucky enough it gets ignited and something bigger comes in the ashes, you know, and then you become something better and bigger than you were because you see kind of the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. So all of them kind of did die at sea and they come yeah. back as something yeah, else. Yeah, there's a death and there's a death and rebirth element that is very cool and compelling. So now they're back on works, and they what? Start just playing fucking music? Or does it start out as like a spreading the good word of fucking chilling sometimes? You know? Mm. You know, why do they choose music? We said it was to honor the bard, you know, who burnt out so, what first. Then, but- then it's probably like the bar, like maybe like as much as this is command, you know, maybe this isn't. Well, it's, I mean, the prompt is Commander Stonegraph and the Iron Gears. Yes. So, like, I mean, this is really all of their story. So, like, it's probably Ivory's, it was probably Ivory's idea, right? Like, it was probably, Ivory was probably the the person that said, like, what if, like, what if we just made music? What if we didn't have, and would, like, maybe they're the one that floated, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work on things. I just want to play music with my friends and every and they all just went oh well i could get down with that that's all we wanted to do can it be (laughs) ivory ivory plays music and it's spoken word and that's what encourages it where everybody else is like telling their stories and stuff Mm -hmm. is it like that kind of feel yeah i could get down with that the, the iron the royal gears is like it's like a performance art like, you know, the the xylophone starts playing and it's kind of like beatnik, like slam poetry shit and like a really cool like way of talking about your struggles and your grind and like maybe we don't need this, you know, maybe burnout is the key for like, you know, burnout was the key that unlocked us, you know, not that like you want everybody to burn out, but it's kind of like just this idea because I'm trying to get to the point of like what is in their way. 
You know what I mean? What do they they want to what make people stop working so hard? Is mm. that what they want? You know I what I mean? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what they. Yeah, because they work to dangerous levels. Yeah, and it's the idea of like we just want you to stop, like to stop for a second, and yeah. you know. Or it's maybe even more so like – like you said, it's a way of sharing your troubles and your struggles and your frustrations. It is this um, – It's like an open mic night. It's a it's a cello – it's a catharsis, right? Like it's yeah. a cello – it's a catharsis through like celebration. It is an unburdening of oneself. Mm. It is this idea of like of like – Fuck it. We are exhausted. We have we are oh we are working our we are pushing ourselves too hard for this one moment. We are going to be joyful and happy and free and we are going to let go of that which is weighing us down and for a brief shining furious glorious, you know, chaotic destructive perfect moment, we are going to just be smiling and and happy and free and joyful. I like this a lot um, because it also encourages, like, the group participation. Yeah. Like, people become a part of the band for, like, the time that they're doing this release. It's like you get a fucking tambourine. You can play whatever instrument you want, but you cannot do work. Right. There will be no of your job gets put on hold. While we're playing, we're going to take – okay, this is my pitch to you. Yep. It happens every fucking day. Oh, yeah. Because the the image I get for Ironworks as a whole is kind of everybody on this loop, like the hamster wheel kind of thing, where it's like, maybe they don't even rest because they're robots. There's like no sleep cycle. So it's just like work all day and you go from one place to another, but you're always after the pursuit of the carrot on the string. You know, you might never get it. So I think part of this routine, they add themselves into this equation, into this loop, into this cycle, you know, this circle that everyone's running in. And But every day you kind of get a recess. And yeah. that's when you fucking, you get fucking an hour of jam time with Commander Stonegraph and the Royal Gears. And it's like something that everyone fucking does every single day. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are in that moment, at noon, you fucking, you meet up at the performing grounds and you rock out with Commander Stonegraph and the Royal Gears and you you scream your problems, you sing your problems, you play them on an instrument, you just kind of sit there and chill, you know, but it's chill time. It's your time. Yeah. Just for you, where you figure out what you, because you know what you want, but you kind of just need to take a second for yourself. Yeah, I think that's exactly, I love that. Cool. Um, can we talk about works for a minute? Like, kind of yeah. what it's like? Because I think that would, because that's a great, like, Commander Stonegraph, great, locked in. Where it's like, yeah. they're this public figure in works now that's like, you know, every day. It's like, basically, everybody tunes in every day to watch Commander Stonegraph perform and the Royal Gears. You know, it's this mm-hmm. group of robots who, you know, yell their problems and like, you know, play these instruments and give people, you know, there's time for you to, and it's encouraged to do something that you don't normally do. Like if you don't normally sew, bring a, bring a, there's stuff there, there's activities, there's shit that you can do that isn't your job, that isn't yeah. in pursuit of your dream. So it's like this activity center. It's like, it's a recreation center, basically. Right. Where Commander Stonegraph meets you. Now let's talk about works. Let's do it. What do you see? I see like this, 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 this island where I see like a factory line, kind like kind of in terms of how things move, where it's almost like not the clown music. Um, you know the no, factory I, I, cartoon I know, music. 
Oh yeah, it's. I think it's literally called Factory, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I do because I've I've literally. Yeah, I've literally googled this, and it's if you Google Factory music Looney Tunes, like I think it literally comes up as. It is called Powerhouse. Yeah, it is by 1937 composer composition by Raymond Scott. Known today as the iconic assembly line music and animated cartoons released by Warner uh, by Warner Brothers. Yes, like that is what I see because I I think of my days when I'm like on that grind and like going at, where I'm like God I'm fucking beat, but I got so much done today, and I'm like but there are other things that I like wish I could have been doing and relaxing and like giving myself time and like how important it is to take a minute to not do something, even if it is your dream and you're chasing after it. How important it is to even step away from that. But, like, if you never fucking did that, you'd be essentially a robot. I see it as – the what I see as is um, – do you remember – speaking of Looney Tunes, Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with Looney Tunes lately because okay. I've been working on a game that's about Looney Tunes. But that's Fuck, neither yeah. here nor there. Um, you know the Looney Tunes, like, House of Tomorrow cartoons? I can't remember. They're literally, like, there's no plot to them. There's, like, nothing happens. Literally what it is, is they'll be like, this is the house of tomorrow. And it like goes, like takes you on this tour of this house and everything like there's like, it's like this ridiculous future version of like, here's bat, here's the, here's the, the toothbrushing station and like wiry things come out and like, like start scrubbing things and there's bubbles everywhere. Yeah. That's what I picture is like, it's just everything is automated and, and, you know, streamlined and assembly lined. And it's this ever moving, ever. Everything is like you, you quite possibly, even when you're chasing your dreams, you are still just a cog. We're yeah. like in our world, we think like, well, if you're going after what you not want, you're not part of this big machine type thing i'm just gonna spread under this whole segment i'm just gonna play goo goo dolls big machine but um i'm looking at these images and i totally see like that streamlined very sterile very clean very organized thing so something about because i think of what is disorganized in that setting where it's kind of just stepping out of the assembly line that would create chaos that would create rebellion that is rebellion quite possibly just stepping out of the conveyor belt yeah is like whoa what are you doing well i need to break you don't need a break you you can't get tired yeah but there's i think that's the so just talking about robots in fantasy i think that's where the magic element comes in or it's not a robot if you do push too hard you will experience burnout and you will change and mm-hmm. it's it's like and it's and it's a wild and like magic wild and unpredictable thing where it could be beneficial you could become fucking uh captain stone commander stonegraph or you could become something else and like you you change and you break down and like it's it's basically you die you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's you know it sucks it's a it's shades of like a a if we're riffing on things that i know aaron has never seen yeah it's shades of a, of a doctor who time lord regeneration where like you will continue to live, but you're an entirely different person. So in a manner of speaking, you have died. And the the person that walks away in your body is not necessarily you. Yes, you shut down and restart. Yeah. And like it's it's and that's unfortunate. But I think that's part of this Captain Stonegraph thing of like avoiding that. So we can it has that fun Iron Hill feel of like preserving who you are and preserving like what you want in your life, but also this fun mechanical feel of like we need to take care of each other because we're clearly not taking care of ourselves. 
Yep. And I like this. I fuck with this. I like Commander Stonecrab and his message of positivity. Oh, it's great. I love it. I always like when we make a punk scene. Like, I like when we make cultural movements because I think we get into some very interesting, like, heady territory that I feel yeah. like pretty consistently pays off in an interesting way. It feels good because we're also not like we I'm trying really hard not to stick to what we think of imagery wise, like physically of punk, mm-hmm. where it's like what it means is just like a rebellion going against the grain and what is the norm and the social norm and the, you know, what's expected of you and what's expected of you is work nonstop and chasing, chasing, grinding, grinding, just stepping out and sitting down yeah. and, you know, having a fucking glass of water hydrating would be like, whoa, whoa, how punk of you. Jesus. Side, side note, if you're listening to this, why don't you go get some water right now? Yeah, why don't you hydrate? Are you hydrated? Are you are you, are you feeling okay? Good. I'm, I I care about you and I want you to be feeling good. Damn. Can we roll on a table for Commander Stonegraph? Because I, I like yeah. where that's at. And I like where works is at where, like, if other people have clearly, like, there's, I, I always see it where it's like, there's not a lot of visitors from outside because it is a very functioning thing where, like, it almost looks like, you have to like you ever see people do double dutch yeah where it almost feels like everyone's hesitant to jump in because it's like i don't know if i can keep up with that you know if you don't know exactly what you're doing you're gonna get caught up in this big tangle of rope but it takes someone to like know the rhythm and know the flow and know how works ironworks works in order to kind of fit in and that's that's kind of its negative downside is like fitting in in ironworks means being the being the right gear that you know what i mean if you were to take out one piece of the clock or the watch it stops working i've got artist up and we use that but i'm just this is this is my this is my uh whether on mic or off i don't know if you've been leading in my getting fucking pissed at the D selection of backgrounds yeah a little bit last time yeah but like there's not there's not a musician but like here's a serial killer oh cool there's 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 so many that I don't want to say on mic, but yet there's just not like I play music. I play music. Was there like bard or no, like no? Uh, there's is there not. anything about speaking like motivational speaker type thing? I've got. I figure artist is like yeah, artist works. Artists are expressing themselves. They are using expression in order to you know they're physically expressing themselves in a creative way. Have we used mailman on the show before? No. <laughs> How did we miss that one? Eric? We should. I wish we had mail carrier for fucking Swift Wind. That'd have been fucking dope. We can revisit. We'll revisit. Are we got that. Uh, but it's probably like loves to fuck the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking your mail right now. <laughs> Six. You fuck the mail. <laughs> There's also not a beekeeper background. That's just that's a missed opportunity. I want to. I'm gonna write. You know what? I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on. This is this is the one piece of Dungeons and Dragons content I will write. 2019. I'm gonna write a beekeeper background for. Dungeons we have a and beekeeper. Dragons. We have J. Albert Peterson or J. Albert. What was it? Alfie Independence. Alfie Independence. <laughs> All right. Give me a D8 for a personality trait. I'm done being salty. Glow in the dark. D8. Go. That's a two. I am my own worst critic. There is nothing you can you can say about me I haven't already said to myself. Been through it. Oh yeah. Been through it. Seen a lot. Like, you know, has experienced has experienced it where it's like I've been I've been in your shoes. I have felt the grind. There's nothing I've you know what I mean, is has seen has a, I think I take that as like has a lot of good advice. Because mm-hmm. it's like they've been there. 
And so yeah. when someone is like, who are you to tell me about fucking burnout? They're like, uh, do you think I was always fucking uh, Commander Stonegraph? Let me tell you about my, my past life. Let me tell you about my old mission. Fuck that. They're a little bit like in my head, like a motivational speaker, Ted Talky set to xylophone yeah. music. Yeah. And that cracks me up. Where it's like let, traveling from piece, part of works to works. Like, let me tell you a little bit about someone named Chime Stonegraph. They don't sound like that, but that's kind of the t- thing I feel, you know, in my yeah, heart, in my right. heart of hearts. I love it. I love it. Give me a D6 for an ideal. Four, Dachshund. Realism. I deal with what's real, and I try to help as many as I can. Fucking tells you how Nailed it, it is. Yeah, it. just gives you the real truth where it's like, and if you keep doing this, like, you'll die. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? That's, I mean, that's that's that, really. Yeah, truly. Do you want to roll D6 for a bond? Unless it's fucking the male, yep. Uh, one black lab. I fucked the male. <laughs> what was it? One. Yeah, that is that. Yep. No, that's that. That's what that. No. Uh, I am forever indebted to the one who taught me my craft. Oh, oh, ivory. Yeah, that's ivory. Ivory was okay. So ivory tickles. Uh, they were on the boat and like. They were someone who believed in, they believed in their goal. And their goal, I think, was to be a part of this team. And, like, it was kind of like support. They were supporting uh, Stonegraph, you know? Mm-hmm. And their job was to literally play nonstop. Because if this boat is going nonstop, like you said, they have to play nonstop. Yeah. And, like, and it was kind of this thing where they're like, you know, I would never have been able to accomplish the things I did when I was Chimes Stonegraph if it weren't for Ivory Tickles. And so, yep. like, I am forever in debt to now supporting your dream, which yep. is just playing instruments and making people happy and showing people the light and the way that is taking a fucking break. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of this, a lot of who Commander Stonegraph and the Royal Gears are is because of, you know, the things that Ivory Tickles did for them. <laughs> Which, what a sentence. What an all my fantasy children sentence. Very good sentence. <laughs> all right, Aaron. It's time to roll on a flaw, and you know what that means. Now, time to fuck the mail. There is, in fact, I'm, I'm telling you, there is, in fact, a one in six chance that this gets very horny. Four, Dachshund. Aaron, I'm so happy that you rolled a four. <laughs> is it fucky? I'm so happy, because uh, our friend Commander Stonegraph will do anything for a turn with a nice pair of legs. <laughs> That's not true. Is that the result? (laughs) I know I I feed you a lot of fake results, but the actual result, we actually got a fucking result. (laughs) Damn it. All right. Well, I'm leaving this in because it's just to show y'all that these backgrounds are bad. And I encourage, this is why the MFC jam by Taylor LeBrecht exists because y'all should can make your own backgrounds. If someone wants to make a D6 background and send it to us, we will fucking use it. But don't make one of them. We'll do anything for a quote. Oh, no. For a quote, nice pair of legs. legs. A turn. Ew. Okay. Rerolling. God damn it. Four again. Uh, uh, That's a six poodle. Who loves it? Just the king. He just he loves it. I know. God damn it, Commander Stonegraph. I spend most of my gold over indulging in life's pleasures. It's all about the show. Every every show's got to be bigger than the one before that. Yeah, like I think the the rebirth aspect and the rewiring and the um the the result of the burnout was like they don't even know how to be a cog anymore. 
like that part is gone. It's just all like fun and it's all this positivity. And like, you know, all they do is take breaks. Essentially, They never work, never work a day in your life. Do something you love. But truly, like they don't do anything. The work element is gone. They can never be a part of works anymore. And that's the negative part is like they've lost their place in that. And that's okay because they're bettering society as a whole by being Mm -hmm. able to see the outside of the fishbowl. You know what I mean? They're looking at they're outside looking in now. And I think that is a valuable perspective when it comes to an island of fucking robots. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing is like, you know, Commander Stonegraph can never go back to like exploring the high seas. Yep. It's just this is his life now. Commander yep. Stonegraph and the Royal Guard. And they're like, hey, everybody, welcome to Commander Stonegraph and the Royal Guard. Today we're going to talk about drinking water and hydration and how important that is. And then it's like, hydration is good. And Ivory Tickles is, they're slamming away on their xylophone. And Commander Stonegraph is like, are you drinking water? And they're spraying water yeah. cannons. And all the robots are like, oh my God, I should be drinking more water. <laughs> Born on the Isle of Works. Born on the Isle of Works. He is Bruce Springsteen, but a robot. His out. We never talk about what people look like. Commander Stonegraph totally wears a white t-shirt, really tight jeans, and cowboy boots. Yep. Bandana. And a fucking... Around the neck or around the head? Uh, neck. Okay, what but color? But sometimes around the head. What color? Oh, it's got to be that, like, red with the black and white, like, patterns oh, on it. Oh, with a little paisleys or something? Yeah, a little paisley pattern. Oh, fuck. That, I love how that's the came back. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the rebirth, is basically becoming Bruce Springsteen and being like, y'all, y'all need to take a step out. I don't know. I don't really. Bruce Springsteen just talks like this, man. Like, about this. Yeah, man. Hey, everybody. I know y'all been working hard in your factories, but what if we just closed down for one minute? And just reflected and looked out at the sunset. Have you ever looked at the sunset over the works, over the Iron Mountains? No! Well, look right now. Turn right around because behind you. And you see the sun going down. And Ivory Tickles is like, sunset over works. Have you ever taken a deep breath in? <laughs> everybody's here everybody's here too tall too tall sally big (laughs) knees billy we're all here we're out here we're not working no and we're gonna take this time everyone everybody to join hands big knees billy is like i'm here and my knees are big his knees his knees are made out of um (laughs) what is big knees billy made out of we'll never know uh his knees are two cash registers (laughs) So when he bends yeah. down, they shoot out. Cha-ching! Bruce Springsteen's habit of just naming weird characters is just all robots in Iron Works. He's like, hey, dynamite's here. All right. All right. Little, little bats in, the little bats in the belfry. And it's like. It's <laughs> my favorite thing about Bruce Springsteen is that he'll just name characters. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. they don't like come up in the song again. He'll just be like, yeah, then I was hanging out with old Rory the Switchblade. And you're like, who's Rory the Switchblade? Doesn't matter. I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap. Oh, thank you so much, Drifter, for your prompt. Not Drifter for your prompt. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own for your future use in an episode, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Drifter used our prompt submission form on our website, allmyfantasychildren.com. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Why aren't you sending prompts? The factory is closed. You can open it up. <laughs> We're sending your prompt. Uh, you can tweet at us at AMSC. Can you can you can you give me the list as Bruce Springsteen? 
Uh, you know I can. You know I can, baby. And, I mean, as Commander uh, Stonegraph. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com. You can put them to our Discord, bit.ly, AMFC Discord. Or you can go to <laughs> allmyfantasychildren.com. Fuck. That's it. God. Just look, my last note is that fucking uh, Commander Stonegraph around the world has this like positive, like a lot of people visit, a lot of people listen to Commander Stonegraph and the Royal Gears music, but they will never go to a live show because it's so fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fun for robots yelling their problems. You're like, I can't enjoy anything here. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, if you liked this fun content, except you'd like something with a little more actual content and quality, there's another podcast Jeff makes that you should be listening to. Well, I mean, now we're in the time of year where there's two. But oh my I'm god, talk it's about November. The- it's not even Thanksgiving. You boss calves ass motherfucker. It's time, Christmas so early. <laughs> you, you, I, I did literally start listening to Christmas music like a week and a half ago. God, that's jail. That's like as soon as the Halloween candy goes away, it's like jingle bells. It's a, it's after Metatopia for me. Is it's fair game. <laughs> that's oh my god. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, God. I mean, that's a really, honestly, a really, really hard question. Okay. It's probably, hold on, let me pull up, let me pull up Google Play for a second. I don't care how long this episode is. I have to know the Uh, answer to this question. I mean, I gotta, I gotta, like, spend some time thinking on this. Why don't you tell people about, like, other, uh, I'll tell you about Party of One, and then I'll spend some time looking (laughs) through my, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Yeah, um, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be part of the uh, One Shot Podcast Network. Uh, be sure to go to oneshotpodcast.com and check out all the cool, amazing tabletop RPG content. Learn a lot, live a lot, experience all the goodness and the magic, and you'll get called the hero a lot, and it's cool. A verbal hug this week is my favorite song is Charlie Brown's Christmas song. Christmas time mm, is here. I like that one. I like it that makes one a the, lot. I think it's one of the only songs that evokes that image of waking up and like a the snow is falling. You know when you wake up and you're dreary and you look out the window and the snow is coming down? Yep. It captures that like almost the slow look of snowflakes and Christmas time. Yeah, I love that shit. Uh, um, I think my probably my honest to goodness favorite is a song by the flirtations it's called uh christmas time is here again it's not wings the the, simply having a wonderful christmas time if you were to say that was your favorite christmas song i would legit stop (laughs) making this show i would honestly would be like i can't do this it's not it's not well first off that's paul mccartney that's not wings but i thought what i thought it was paul mccartney and the wings no it's just paul mccartney it's a solo that's a solo endeavor no wait listeners i'm not sorry um having my my uh my actual favorite is is the flirtations Christmas time is here again or the waitress's Christmas wrapping. Okay, I thought you're right. It is Paul McCartney. I am a Christmas sham. Um, wow. It was released in 1979. God damn. That sure sounds sucks. so bad. It's real bad. My verbal hug is my verbal hug is tied to that, which is which is I you know I. Do like it? I always talk about doing what makes you happy and doing what makes you joyful. Like I think that you know, 
this is a this is this is this is there's a reason this is my favorite time of year and it is specifically because it is a time of year that is built around being happy and joyful and finding those things that will make the darkest times of year a little brighter and i think that's why i'm all about just diving in with both feet as soon as i get the opportunity but i i hope that you find some time to put aside work put aside stresses and put aside the things that are weighing you down and just celebrate and find joy and dive into those things that just bring you the utmost happiness you know build your own robo rash moment yes unbridled joy and happiness even if it is only for a moment even if it is only for a fleeting second find that joy and live in it because i think it is so worth it in a world in which we are all too often working until we reboot yes to find that joy and to celebrate it and to to carry it with you it, it it will bring you light and joy and happiness, and I think that's my verbal hug. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, what we're trying to tell you from this episode is take your robo-rash moment every single day. Even if you're doing something you love, take your robo-rash moment. You and drink some water. And drink some fuck. even if that's, don't, take hundreds of robo-rash moments a day if your <laughs> robo-rash moment is drinking water. <laughs> but yeah, yes. take more than one. Robots only need one. You need several. But yeah, I think that's it. That's a, this is a good episode. A this is like the good feel episode. good episode. We hit it. We did. We started the holiday season right. We did. And on that note, until next time, good night and good game. Good night and good game. Good night and good game. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Friday Morning World Notes with Aaron. And this morning, I wanted to talk to y'all about kind of the scale of our ever-growing map of our world. I know we have yet to finalize and formalize a map. Don't know if we ever will, but I do eventually want to take an entire episode to kind of figure out where things are in relation to each other and things like distance and really just make another um, kind of like world guide episode to get better images in your head about what this world looks like as it's ever increasing. And just tiny lore notes today, because today we talked about the tiny island of ironworks and as we remember uh when dragon lifted off into the clouds and now when i say uh dragon i know we tend to talk about it as a city like it evokes an image of just like manhattan but like no dragon is a continent so imagine an entire continent much larger than what we all know as like the scale from our world ripping out of the earth and lifting off into the clouds and a small chunk that broke off on the way up but landed in the ocean turned into iron works was inhabited by robots now i know we always talk about the nexus lake being the center of fantasy you know where the thousand rivers meet and converge into the center of the world now i want you to think of the nexus lake as a speck on a map the smallest dot of blue and yes thousand rivers are converging into it that lead out to thousands of oceans as you begin to pan out and see this ever growing world now, I know we've talked about the five-jeweled crown and Iron Hill and the shattering of it. These are just small stories. I mean, well, not small stories. These are just stories from one small portion of our immense world called fantasy. To give you kind of a reference, if you're that interested in this, 
look up uh, the world, the scale of the world of the world of Hunter Hunter, and that's kind of what I'm going for here, in my opinion, anyway. This is just only one half of the equation, of course. But the world is massive. Things like uh, the long haul of the defeated, you know, the people of Raven's Roost might not know anything about the shattering of the Five Jeweled Crown or anything about them. They live outside of this world. That's just one fraction of the world. That's just one story in one part of the world that we know. The ley lines are vast. They weave far. Their reach extends. The relics just happen to be in relation to each other, not particularly far apart based on our fantasy standards. So I want you to think large whenever you think about the world of fantasy. Think vast. Think interconnected stories, maybe not connected by geographical means. Always think bigger. Bigger, wider, larger when you think fantasy. And we're going to get into this proper, but it's just something I wanted to put in y'all's heads as we continue to develop our world Things like Geode, imagine an entire pretty much planet underground. That's the scale of what we're talking about here. Dragon is a literal continent that floats in the sky. Moon Crescent is a gigantic region of islands. Um, it's all, And then there's so much more beyond that. That's just one chunk of our map. That's like just the corner. So yeah, as we're moving forward, we're going to get deeper into the scale of this and what a map might look like and where things are in relation to each other. But I just kind of wanted to preface that by saying, think bigger. This, all that we've, all that we've discussed, imagine if it only encompasses about an eighth of the map. Maybe, maybe not, maybe smaller, but yeah. Thanks for listening to me ramble this morning and I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you enjoy next week's as well. TTYL, love you lots.